Okay, time now for our reading in the New Testament for today. And today we'll be reading from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 26 in our one-year Bible. Here's an overview of uh, some of what we'll find there as we narrate today. The spiritual gifts given to each person by the Holy Spirit are special abilities that are to be used to minister to the needs of the body of believers. By the way, this is not an exhaustive list of spiritual gifts. There are many gifts. People have different gifts. Some people have more than one gift, and one gift is not superior to another. All spiritual gifts come from the Holy Spirit, and their purpose is to build up Christ's body, the church. Instead of building up and unifying the Corinthian church, we read today the issue of spiritual gifts was splitting it. Spiritual gifts had become symbols of spiritual power, causing rivalries. Egos were out of control. Some people thought they were more spiritual than others because of their gifts. This was a terrible misuse of spiritual gifts because their purpose is always to help the church function more effectively, not to divide it. We can be divisive if we insist on using our gifts our own way without being sensitive to others. We must never use our gifts as a means of manipulating others or serving our own self-interests. We'll also read here as we get down to verse 3 that anyone can claim to speak for God, and the world is just full of false teachers. Paul gives us a test to help us discern whether or not a messenger is really from God. Does he or she confess Christ as Lord? Don't naively accept the words of all who claim to speak for God. Test their credentials by finding out what they teach about Christ. And then we'll also see that God is completely involved in the giving, using, and empowering of gifts. Specific gifts, places of service, and activities vary. But they all have their best effects when they build up the body of Christ, the church. God creates a unique place in the body for every believer. Gifts and ministries may overlap, but each believer has a specialized, God-designed role. Part of the exciting adventure of following Christ involves discovering one's service contribution and then making it available to God. Make serving God and His people your motive as you utilize your gifts. And now let's read all about it here in the New Testament. August 19th, the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 26. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your, Corinthians, question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I, Paul, don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, 
and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one Spirit, and we all share the same Spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where He wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the book of Psalms, our narrative today will come from Psalm 36, verses 1 through 12. We'll see that because the wicked have no fear of God, nothing restrains them from sinning. They plunge ahead as if nothing's going to happen to them. But God is just and is only delaying their punishment. This knowledge should hold us back from sinning. Let the fear of God do its work in you to keep you from sin. In your gratitude for God's love and mercy, don't ignore His justice. In contrast to evil people and their wicked plots that end in failure, we'll read here today that God will triumph. He's faithful, He's righteous, and He's just. His love is as vast as the heavens. His faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. His righteousness is as solid as mighty mountains. His judgments are as full of wisdom as the oceans are with water. We need not fear evil people because we know God loves us, judges evil, and will care for us throughout all eternity. And then we'll read that the term fountain of life is a vivid image of fresh cleansing water that gives life to the spiritually thirsty. This same picture is used in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, where God is called the fountain of living water. And then, of course, Jesus spoke of himself as living water that could quench thirst forever and give eternal life. 
Psalm 36, verses 1 through 12. For the choir director, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord. Sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts. They have no fear of God at all in their blind conceit. They cannot see how wicked they really are. Everything they say is crooked and deceitful. They refuse to act wisely or do good. They lie awake at night hatching sinful plots. Their actions are never good. They make no attempt to turn from evil. Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your unfailing love, O God! All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of life, the light by which we see. Pour out your unfailing love on those who love you. Give justice to those with honest hearts. Don't let the proud trample me or the wicked push me around. Look, those who do evil have fallen. They are thrown down, never to rise again. Proverbs 21, verses 21 and 22. Whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life, righteousness, and honor. The wise conquer the city of the strong and level the fortress in which they trust.